listening to For the Love of God Podcast. For the Love of God Welcome to For the Love of God Podcast, a show for Christians that keep it real. Whether you're new to Christianity, a seasoned Christian, or dipping your toes in the baptismal water, this show is for you. Join us and strengthen your Christian walk. Play games and discover new music. This ain't your mama's Christian podcast. For the love of God! Oh boy. Well, hello again. Gentlemen. Hello, hello. How y'all doing? I am absolutely peachy. Fantastic. I'm just amazed that it's this time already. Just wow, time is flying. All the more reason to uh, spread the word. That's right. That's <laughs> <laughs> Folks, I wonder where he was going with that. Thanks. <laughs> thanks for tuning in. Another episode of For the Love of God podcast this is Jason. I'm here with Rick and Nathan. And uh, today's topic is going to, is called uh, Stop Going to Church. <laughs> Wait, what? what? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what he's up to. I'm, I'm just going to roll know. with it, man. So, well, stay tuned to find out what exactly I am talking about. What um, you talking about, Willis? What you talking about, Willis? Uh, <laughs> so, we needed that on the button this week. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> a third of listeners are like, Willis, who's Willis? Who's Willis? <laughs> <laughs> oh my uh, gosh, now I feel old. <laughs> oh, Probably because I am. Strokes. I think that came out like in this, was it late 70s or early 80s? Uh, late 70s, I want to say I 70s, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. it was a little. A they were little still before my time. Yeah, Different Natalie strokes. was wearing bell bottoms still. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, seventies. Yeah, yeah. Oh, is it Natalie? Is that her name? I am I, I, am I thinking I'm of her face? There's I, a few Natalies. I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, not 100% sure. Um, uh, that one show, uh, Arnold Will, Will Arnold Willis, and yeah, Natalie. I think that's right. Yeah, that sounds. Right. There's also Natalie on um, the one with Blair and Joe, and what was that oh, show? Oh yeah, that was the, the school. The oh. you take the good, you take the bad, you put them. Facts of life. Facts, Facts of life. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, yeah, that's right. We're old. We're you know, old. Right. <laughs> um, yes, we've earned the right to be heard. <laughs> Right on. So respect your elders. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So let's get on with it. Uh, I guess we'll start with the news. The news. And now. I was trying. Nathan Jewell. <laughs> <laughs> you know, guys, I, I got to tell you, one of the one of the most beautiful things about true love is when you finish another person's sentences. You know what I mean? Yeah. On that note, let's talk about Ghislaine Maxwell and how she's going to finish the sentence for uh... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yes. <laughs> Wowzers. So she's going to be finishing the sentence for uh, uh, Jeffrey. Uh, and now, of course, I his mind. Epstein. 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 Thank Epstein. you. His name just completely flew from my mind. So uh, essentially, Ghislaine Maxwell was convicted recently. This is a couple of weeks ago. But it's important to note she got five out of six charges that she was convicted on. And she's going to be in jail for... Upwards of 65 years. But what that really means is she's going to be in the jail for up to about another 65 days. <laughs> Probably. So once because uh, she'll be, once yeah. the same people kill her that helped Epstein not kill himself, 
Yeah. yeah. She's, mm-hmm. she's got too much dirt. Yeah. If you find out that she's been hung by a red tie <laughs> around a doorknob. <laughs> another person will be paid off to offer. Right. Some, something's going to happen. I, I give it 65 days. Yeah. Um, how long did it take Epstein to, to pass away in prison? I think it was less than a month. Yeah, it was pretty quick. It was pretty quick. Pretty quick. How long was They didn't it? wait long. Epstein. They were like, oh, we got to shut him up. Yeah, which is funny because as soon as I heard he went to jail, I was just thinking, wow, he's really not going to last very long. Every single person had the exact same thought. And I don't, you know, I don't talk about news a lot. It just wasn't my thing. And I was just having that personal thought. And sure enough, it happened. But Mm -hmm. I guess everybody was thinking the same thing. I know he hadn't even made it to trial yet. So, right. I'm surprised she made it to trial. (laughs) Yeah, I kind of am too, actually. I'm surprised they were found. She was found guilty with this, you know, the the way the things was stacked up. I know. That's kind of what we talked about last time yeah. it came up. The thing is, is she, they're, they're not naming names. Right. Now, for the amount of trafficking that was done for those two, for Ghislaine and Jeffrey, that's more than one person can handle. Right. Start naming the names. Please. I mean, I, I, I'll be honest. My Old Testament's a little bit like I want my pound of flesh in all of this. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take two, please. And I'm, guessing, <laughs> I'm guessing the reason she's not naming names is because that would probably accelerate the accelerate the yes exactly. So it's an attempt to save herself. But we know for a fact that he he operated in really powerful political circles. Uh, Clinton was one of his big r- repeating visitors. Oh yeah, I really boy, I tell you, I wish I would have. I, I wish I had a memory like a steel trap where I could actually. Th- this is why I don't do good on these goofy games because I know biblical principles, but I can't remember facts. And I just read like literally three or four weeks ago the statistics on human trafficking it's it, ugly it is ridiculous they they compared like the amount of money that's made every year to like the yearly you know sales for burger king or something and it just like blew it away it just a lot of people that, that we just don't think i wish i had those statistics on top of my head here but i don't but we just don't think that it, you know well that doesn't happen around here that doesn't happen to that many people oh it it happens all over the world and it is way more people than you can imagine mm mm-hmm. So, yeah, ugly, ugly, ugly stuff there. Ugly kid, Joe. <laughs> and I'm glad that they're putting away some people, but, yeah, I think there's more to it, and I think there's a lot more people involved in this than to like to see more of these people go down. Yeah. I'm, so breaking, my rules. I'm breaking my own rules. <laughs> <laughs> that's Yeah, that's the news. All right. Thank you. Uh, short Did and you sweet. like my opening? I loved it. <laughs> I wish I knew I would have been prepared with something like a man laughing... You can always add it in post-production. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Okay. Time for the games. Games of the week. Games of the... Games of the week. <laughs> you got me... Um, you got me all flustered. All right. So this week it's going to be you and Rick playing, aren't, isn't it? Yes. Rick and Jason. Yes. I just spoke to myself in third person. That's weird. Yes, it is, Cardi B. <laughs> Um, oh, so. did you really just play Cardi B? Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. I'm, I'm suddenly nauseous. You know, when I was looking for that sound clip of her doing that, um, I didn't know who it was and then I found out finally who it was and um, I never knew what she looked like. I never seen a photo of her before. Mm-hmm. 
and it was the strangest video getting that sound clip that she did for that sound clip um because she said stuff before she said that's weird <laughs> it was it was even more weird than that's weird uh, your word, I, I'll I forget, take your word for it i don't want to watch any videos I, I, I don't I'm glad know, you did that so she, i didn't have to she's a singer well what is she i don't know that i would call her a singer but okay. the world would probably call her a singer <laughs> she does mu- she does music entertainment of some sort so she and at least her producer whatever manager yeah. must think that she's a singer so. right cool yeah i don't get it anyway Games. Okay, so let's... Um, hit the wheel, Jack. Hit the wheel, Jack. <laughs> and don't you come back no more, no more. Okay, that's an interesting turn. <laughs> you would not believe the force in which he pulled that. that I think wheel. I threw my arm out of socket. It was incredible. <laughs> Anytime now, wheel. True or false? Okay. True. Slide me the phone. Or false. One second. I'm going to close it to open it. Fancy. All right, we'll start with uh, Rick. So three disciples went up a high mountain with Jesus. Elijah and John the Baptist appeared and they talked with him. True or false? False. That is correct. It was Elijah and Moses. All right. Jason. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, people. Thank you. Jacob was a quiet man. True or false? You got a 50-50 shot here, man. Yeah, it's true. True. Esau was a skillful hunter, a man of the field. Jacob was a quiet man living in tents. So actually, he was rather intense. Get it? Yeah. Okay, got it. Moving on. I'm a quiet man. You know what's what's intense. interesting is how that crowd is so quiet until they're required. I, uh, it's very interesting. This studio is a weird place. <laughs> All right, Rick. I got Samson. the sign that says, please be quiet. Oh, how did you get another Samson question? No, watch, yeah, don't say that. Now I'm going to mess it up. Samson's <laughs> riddle went like this. Out of the Easter, out of the eater came out food. Out of the strong came bitterness. True or false? That's not exactly the translation I read. Sounds like vomit. <laughs> Out of the, eater of the mouth food. of the one who <laughs> ate. Say that one more time. Out I, of the eater came out food. Yes. Out of the strong came bitterness. Bitterness. That's the part I don't get. It's so like it, something sweet. I'm going to say false. False. You're correct. It wasn't bitterness, but sweetness there you came go. out of the strong. <laughs> this this was the honey from the right. lion killed the by Samson's bare hands. I have oh. never seen bees lay. Uh, I'm going to have to. This was a. Yeah. He, they, they made would you rather, they inside the yeah, lion. Yeah. This was a would you rather question. And we had a 30 minute discussion on how <laughs> the bees got in the lion. Right, exactly. All right, you're up, Jason. Hey, I'm still amazed, so it's never going to go away. Well, you get an applause for your Lot Yay, was, thank you, people. Lot was generous to his uncle Abram. True or false? True. Incorrect. When Abram and Lot needed to split ways because yeah. they had too much livestock, Lot chose the best land yeah. for himself. He was a little stingy, yeah. a little selfish. All right, Rick. Nimrod followed in the footsteps of his great-grandfather Noah and became a mighty farmer. True or false? False. False. He was a hunter. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord. Therefore, it said, like Nimrod, a mighty hunter before the Lord. Genesis 10, 9. Man, listen to him. They're just going crazy. All right. They're fired up tonight. Jason. It was the free coffee. (laughs) (laughs) The Lord commanded Moses to make the tabernacle. Moses then selected many skilled people worthy of drafting the master plan. True or false? False. Oh, thank you. Correct. The Lord commanded Moses to make the tabernacle, but he also provided the master plan. 
skilled workers executed the plan. Yeah. Okay, Rick. When Jesus was about to enter a city, a funeral procession left the gate. He stopped them, touched the coffin, spoke, and the dead was raised. True or false? Well, I'm having a mind blank. I just have no procession. I don't honestly know that. I'm going to just say false. Incorrect. Incorrect. I knew it. When Jesus was about to enter a city, a funeral procession left the gate. He stopped them, touched the coffin, spoke, and the dead was raised. Luke 7, 11 through 15. All tied up. Just sounds like something Jesus would do. All right. I think this is the, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll make this the. Uh, this is my fourth question. This is your fourth question? Uh, okay. Wait, yeah. I have two. He has two. We both had four. Yeah, but I think you had two correct. You had two correct, and you both had one wrong. So correct. This is four. Okay, got it. Is All this right. it? Exactly what I said. This is it, right? This is the fourth. We got two more questions. Oh, all right. So Rick, Jason, Jason. Okay. So when David returned to the Ark of the Covenant to Jerusalem, it was a solemn procession. True or false? False. Yeah. Correct. Because he danced. So David and all the house of Israel bought up Yahweh's Ark with shouting and with the sound of the trumpet. Yep. And his wife got all upset with him because he was dancing, making a fool of himself. All right, Rick. David's nephew killed a giant with six fingers on each hand and six toes on each foot. True or false? Uh, true. Okay. Now, That's was right. that six fingers on the hand of the nephew or six fingers on the hand of the giant? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the giant. You said true. The answer is correct. I said true. Jonathan, son of Shammai, David's brother, killed a giant from Gath, the hometown of Goliath. He had six fingers per hand and six toes per foot, 24 in number. Yeah. I remember that story. It's been a little bit since I've been there. He can count higher than you. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? That's some serious math ability right there. That's serious math ability. All right, Jason. God replaced the fig leaves that Adam and Eve had made with proper clothing. True or false? Oh, well, that's kind of, I mean, there's a way to look at that. I hate to drag this question out, but he provided the the resources to make clothes. He didn't hand them a shirt and pants. So you're going with false or are you going with true? He probably wore animal skins. He provided the animals. I'm reading way too far into this. It's true, false. God provides everything. <laughs> true. You got a 50-50 shot. That's right. Correct. God made coats of animal skins for Adam and his wife and cloak. There you go. <laughs> See, I, I thought it was Abercrombie and Fitch, but I I, <laughs> I guess I, I'm reading the wrong translation. They were doctors. All right, we'll go to the first one who misses an answer here. All right, so Rick, two men in the Bible never died. They were Enoch and Elijah. True or false? Elijah is one for sure. True. Or correct. God took both of them straight into heaven. Genesis 5, 27, 2 Kings 2, 11. Let's go. Yes. Okay. Love too much. Too much. Jason, the plague of the stinging bees was number eight of the 10 plagues of Egypt. <laughs> False. <laughs> wow. You are correct. Plague number eight was the one with the locust. There was actually no that would have been hilarious, bees. though. Wouldn't that would have be? been awful. That been yeah, it would have been er terrible, but boy, it makes some fun reading. We are going to have some nasty locusts coming, though. <laughs> All right, uh, Rick, John the Baptist was raised in the desert. True or false? Desert. In woods. Desert. Why does desert sound wrong? True or false? Just in the woods. False. <laughs> false. That's incorrect. Oh, it is the desert. Oh. So, Jason, you've pulled off the victory. Oh, yay! See, I was rooting for him anyway, so it's all good. That's one of those where it sounded correct, but then I was thinking it was the woods. That was rather nice of you to take a dive faster, Rick. Oh, I didn't. Mean it. I didn't. I, I wouldn't do that. Oh, I get the song when I'm not even playing. Internet. You have a short-term memory loss, don't you? Okay, the topic. Stop going to church. Unless they are boldly teaching the truth 
of the word of God. Hmm. Hmm. What does that mean, Jason? It means if you read Revelation where Jesus talks about the seven churches, mm-hmm. um, if I can get to him. So I kind of, I guess I'll start this off by saying and taking it a slightly different direction. Yeah, please do. Okay. Cause I didn't want to go to this direction. So. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So you're um, saving him. You're saving him. So if you ever find a perfect church, don't join it because the moment you join it, it's no longer going to be a perfect church. You've done broke a church. You've done broke it, right? Oh man. Um, the reality is our culture is to the point where they're looking. Everybody seems to be looking for how much they can get from the church rather than how much they can give to the church. Well and said. that is something that is, that's not biblical. You're not supposed to jump from one place to another for programs. You know, you're supposed to build community. You're supposed to raise families together. You're supposed to worship God together. And nowadays people tend to look for whatever reason they can find. And sometimes there is no reason. They just want to, sometimes you've just been there so long, you want to try something new. And that's not how things are supposed to be. We're supposed to be raised. We're supposed to be encouraging each other, building each other up, um, raising up and creating disciples. And you can't do that if you're bouncing constantly. Right. So you're supposed to bloom where you're planted. Well, true. But I was completely going a different direction. I know. But that's why I wanted to start there. <laughs> okay. So now. See, there's nothing wrong with the devil's advocate. You yeah. know, get the conversation going. But that being said, there is a situation where you're going to run into times where the preaching or the teaching is more for your itching ears mm-hmm. than for biblical truth. Mm-hmm. And if that's uh, happening. If that's happening, you're probably in a situation where you need to start considering, well, number one, you don't just leave because you, you heard something you don't like. You go, you, you follow the biblical prescription, which uh, in Pastor Rick, you might have to help me out on this, but I think you're supposed to go directly to the, the person who offends you first. If that fails. Even if it's your pastor. Even if it's your pastor. Or so, your Bible study leader. Or your Bible study leader. You go to that person, you talk about it. Rick, we have to talk after this. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I know that was coming? <laughs> All right, so you go one on one and then if that if that heals things then you've you've won your brother back, right? But then if it doesn't work to go one on one, you're supposed to go to a church leader and then with the leader you're supposed to go to that person and have a three-way conversation. Right. Um please note this doesn't it's not step 1 go to the person. Or, and then step two, call the church gossip hotline. You know, that's, right. that's, that's <laughs> not the proper prescription, right? Um, right. It's not um, go to social media first and then go to the person. You know, that's that's right. not the biblical prescription. Yeah, the Bible has some really offensive things to say about people who gossip. Uh, it does not please God in any way, shape, or form. So avoid yeah, that. Yeah, it, it can kill a church. So just don't. Certainly can. Just, just don't. But uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much my thoughts on the subject. The yeah, I mean, if you go into church and it, it becomes a therapy session and and more about how to feel good and less about what the word of God says, you're not getting spiritual growth. You're not getting you're not learning what God wants from you, why you're here, why he created you. All you're doing is learning how to get through the next day through a counseling session. Well, it's not even, it's not even just counseling sessions. I I've actually, no. And that's just one example. Yeah. I I've gone to uh, a few churches, uh, you know, recently, uh, well, basically the long and the short of it is being a church planter. Obviously I'm kind of committed to a church for a while, but there have been some times kind of in between, in fact, prior to, uh, this last church that I planted, 
um, or that God planted using me, um, I went and visited several churches in the area just because, you know, I want to, I want to see, you know, what, what are churches doing? How are they, how effective are they? Um, and I was honestly, I wasn't sure I was ever planted another church. So I was looking for a church to attend to, you know, to be a part of. And, um, and as I was doing, you know, as I was visiting these churches, there were a lot of churches that they didn't necessarily teach things that were wrong. They didn't necessarily pull from pop psychology. They just didn't say anything. I mean, literally, they just didn't say anything worth hearing. It was all just, you know, stories, great, you know, modern day parables, you know, not necessarily biblical. Mm -hmm. And you would leave thinking, wow, I feel good, but I'm not sure why. And I don't really know what I'm supposed to do with this information. You Mm -hmm. know, it was just, it's what I call fluff. Right. And so there's a lot of fluff out there today, because if you think about it, 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 you know, we talked about this last episode, we are definitely, you know, pushing the envelope of the final days. Um, in my opinion, my humble opinion, we are definitely pushing the envelope. Jesus' return could be any day now. Um, and we're told in the word of God that in those final days, people are going to go where they hear what their itching ears want to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's another potential sign because that's that's exactly what people are doing nowadays. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, I, I don't believe that homosexuality is wrong. I'm going to find a church where they teach that it's OK or maybe even go where there's a homosexual pastor. Oh, you know, you know what? I, I'm going to go find a church where they're going to teach me how to be rich. And right. God wants me to be yeah. rich. Right. I'm tired of being this way. And, you know, these, you know, don't talk to me about sin. That's like, uh, I don't need to hear about that. I I don't want to hear about that. I love sinning. Yeah, exactly. Right. And with the current model of the church being sort of a mega church model, I mean, literally mega churches have absorbed a lot of small churches. And with this mega church model, unfortunately, and I'm not uh, accusing any pastors, I'm not going to point anybody out or call anybody out at this point. I might. (laughs) But what I am going to say is that with this model, it really lends itself to the leaders to be in a position where they're at least tempted to do whatever it takes to please the masses. They don't want to upset the apple cart. You know, if they can just get people to come, show up, tithe, you know, do whatever, it's all good. And you can't really be saying things that make people mad because then they leave and because they're not plugged in anywhere. You know, you go to a church where everybody's, you know, being held accountable, where they're involved in ministry. It's their church. They have ownership. And so it's going to, it's going to be hard to pull them away. But if you're in a mega church where not everybody gets to, to, to get involved, that the majority just come sit and leave, you better not say anything that ticks them off because you might lose half your congregation. So it kind I'm not saying these pastors purposely set out to deceive people. I think that they are in a position to be tempted not to be bold and not to tell the truth. And the fact is, as Jesus did warn us, we got to be careful. And the Bible, actually the whole New Testament, Old Testament like, you know, we should be aware of the fact that there are false teachers out there and we've got to be very, very careful. Yeah. And I think Honestly, that's the worst church. I'd rather go to a fluffy up church than someone not teaching me the correct Bible. Oh, teaching you false teaching. Exactly. If they're, if they're twisting the word and they're just how they see it or how they think it might, I don't know. I mean, I can't even, I, I don't understand their, uh, uh, what's the word? Um, Motive. Motive. Thank you. Of, 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 of teaching people wrong. I mean, yeah, it's a tough one. Like, 
Well, it's actually very easy to understand the motive behind wrong teaching. It's usually to get rich. Well, I'll tell you, uh, (laughs) honestly, I I can't believe I didn't, I can't believe I said what I just said, because I do know the motive, the devil's behind it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know what you meant. The fact is, is from a Christian, when you have Jesus in your heart and you're looking at things through the lens of love, it's like you look at these people, you how could you do that? How could you deceive somebody and literally send them to hell? Yeah. And there are, you know, and quite honestly, there's a lot of teaching out there that does not lend itself to teaching you a way to get to the Lord. Um, If you follow their teaching, you may you're, it's more likely that you'll end up in hell than you will in heaven. And that, you know, we look at that and think, wow, that is just plain evil. How could you do that? Mm-hmm. But you're right. You, you put your, put the nail in the head. It's the enemy that's deceiving. And it's very easy to fall prey to these thought processes because if something at church offends you, if you're the kind of person that takes offense and does not love instruction, you're going to feel the temptation to leave. And really right. what that should do is that should, if you ever feel that temptation to lead, to leave, you should read the book of Proverbs. Take a take a proverb a day for thirty days, mm-hmm. and just read it and absorb it and recognize not, more not often bad than advice not, at all. you're the fool, and just don't be that person. <laughs> uh, because if you if you can go through thirty days of Proverbs and still feel upset, you're you're probably upset for a good reason. I'll say that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another thing is if you're not fully committed to following Christ, mm-hmm. there's a lot in the Bible that you're going to get upset about. That's very true. Yeah. And when you are fully committed, those things that the Bible is teaching you are way more acceptable. I, I will tell you this. I'm My walk with God over the years has been one where I, I can look back and I see that I tried to walk in both worlds. Like I wanted to, I, I wanted to be a man of God, but I also wanted to have what the world could offer. Mm-hmm. And it, it's like that lukewarm man, right? Right. You're neither hot nor cold, so I spit you out. Mm-hmm. And it's only been in the last several years, really, just I mean, last ten years or so, that that no longer I no longer had that desire to be in both worlds. I, I, I I'm I'm to the point now where I'm almost ready to start preaching at work, and just like if I get fired, so be it. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm getting to that point, and it's my. It's kind of weird because my zeal is growing, which is something that should be happening, Mm -hmm. but hasn't while I tried to walk in the two worlds. Yeah. So. Right. So, you know, I, and I'm, I guess jumping back into that initial statement you made, um, the fact is that God really does use the local church. In fact, that's actually this week's message that God uses the local church to grow us. And if you're going to a church and you're listening to the word of God, you're going to be convicted. There's going to be, you're going to have problems because there's no one in your church. There's no church that churches that are perfect. There are people that sin that say the wrong thing. They're going to make you mad, and there are going to be a million reasons for you to want to leave a church. So you're saying that being offended is not a fault of the church, but it's a feature of the church. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're going to be, I tell people all the time, you know, as a pastor, I I am going to tick you off multiple times. You've got to make it, if you're going to be committed and you're going to bloom where you're planted and you're going to grow, you're going to have to make a decision that come hell or high water, as long as I'm not teaching false teaching, as long as I'm not becoming that fluffy pastor, you know, we're going to have to learn to get along. And that means you got to commit to love me even through my stupidity. And I got to commit to loving you even through your stupidity. 
And that is how we grow. So I am definitely not a sure church hopper kind of guy. I, I don't care where you go to church. I don't, you know, I'm not trying to build uh, my church by telling you to leave yours. That is not where I'm at. That's not where I think we need to be. Um, I, I believe that people should, should bloom where they're planted, that they should work out their issues. That's how we grow. When you leave churches, typically you just bring the baggage and the problems with you and you don't grow. And, uh, or you fail to help the church to overcome the issues they had. However, comma, out of the other side of my mouth, I'm going to say this. We are told to be cautious of who we listen to. And so you want to make sure that you are going to a church that is teaching the truth. And if you find, if you believe that your church is not teaching the truth, you want to go through that process that that, uh, Nathan laid out earlier, because the Bible tells us to do that. Go to somebody, have that, go to that teacher, have that conversation. It might be that it was just, uh, you know, they were off base and they might realize it. If you don't get that corrective action, take a couple people with you. And if you don't get the action, go before the church. Why? Because that church, the entire church, every person in that church is important to God. And you might be the person that changes it, that turns it around. What, little old you? Yep, little old you. God always, you know, throughout history, he's used simple people, just ordinary people to change the world. And he could use you. So don't just get up and bail. But if you, if you hear, if you, and make sure that you're, you know, comparing it to the Bible, don't, you know, it's not a matter of opinion just because the pastor stepped on your toes because he was teaching the Bible. Well, okay. That's the way it's going to be. In fact, if I go too many services without having my toes stepped on, I wonder if we're teaching the truth (laughs) because I'm not perfect and I need some correction now and again. However, once you've tested it, uh, you know, tested the teaching against the Bible, you find out it's false. Or if you realize, wow, they're just not teaching anything biblical and you don't have success in making a change, you just might be in the wrong place. And you know what? Here's the thing. We don't have time for fluff and we certainly don't have time for false teaching. Yeah. And I have to say this, and I may offend somebody. Oh, you never do that. (laughs) Didn't we just say it was a feature of the church? (laughs) If if you're going to a church that's teaching falsely and you don't know that, shame on you. Yeah, you need to be reading your own Bible in order to recognize it. If you're not in the Word and filled with the Holy Spirit to be able to use discernment when you hear something that doesn't sound quite biblical. Mm -hmm. I will will preface that by saying long-term Christians. If you're a new Christian, you get a pass. You you, you, you get a pass for a little while until you learn to read and Understand. Right, but you still want to dig in. You know, but when you, you hear something, you in. say, hey, wait a minute. You know, first it might just be, I don't want to do that, or I don't want to avoid doing that, or I, you know, it just doesn't sound right. Dig in, you know, dig in. Even if you're a new Christian, there are plenty of resources. There are plenty of mm-hmm. people looking up. Go to other elders, go to other teachers and say, hey, look, I'm having struggle, a struggle here. It seems like this is off base. Help me. Usually, yeah. if you're feeling like that, it could very well be the Holy Spirit talking to you. Sure. Or so. it just could be lack of information, too. Yeah. Or it might be, you know, the fact is sometimes we have pride in our spirit. You know, uh, we don't want to listen to that teaching or, you know, we, we want to hold on to something that we don't want to let go. So that having those other folks involved will help you to figure it out. But even as a new Christian, you, you can still get direction. Yeah. Um, I so. guess not everybody's like I am. When I when I start a project or become a Christian or whatever the case may be, I, I dig in so 
rapidly. I I want to know what's going on. I want to know what I'm hearing. I want. I, I'm a learner. I I'm a researcher. You're like I, a, a man wandering in the desert for a month and finally finds himself a drink of water. <laughs> So Rick mentioned a few episodes ago that I have developed this, you know, discernment and um, rather rather quickly is because I, my first year of Christianity, 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 was that Christianity? Was that what the word was? Christianity. (laughs) I, um, I was in the word and listening to scripture and, and going to church, not just on Sunday, but watching services from very um, well-known, correct teachers, teachers multiple times a day. Um, I would spend in probably six hours a day listening to the word of God, um, which Making is why I learned so much so fast. Making up for lost time. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I feel that if you are stepping into this world, this line this of you're crossing over that line from the world into the the place where Christ wants you to be where God wants you to be then you owe it to not only yourself but to God to be in the word and learn as much as you can so what you're saying is if you're going to do it do it right if you're going to do it do it yeah I um think, I think maybe even if that might be a biblical concept it could be me with your whole heart. Whole heart. How many earnestly? times are you going to work this in, right? <laughs> right. I'm sorry, that's my theme for this year, and I'm going to work it in probably um, all of 2022 or until Jesus comes back. And if you're, honestly, if you're not doing that, if you're going to church every Sunday and listening to whatever they tell you and, and either not following through with it or not using discernment to find out what they're telling you is truth, if you're not digging into the Word on a daily basis, if you're not praying to God on a daily basis, if you're not building a relationship with Christ, then you're honestly just there for a check mark and you're lukewarm and that doesn't fly with the Lord. I think that's a, a good place to stop. Thank you. Yep. Okay. Time for the songs of the week. We just really, every time we hear that, we get just right back into the 70s, right? I tell you, it makes me want to go get some platform shoes and bell bottoms. No, it doesn't. No. (laughs) All right. So uh, am I first again? Because you always say, when I ask you who's first, you always say, you. You. Am I still first? You are. All right. Well, there you go. All right. This week, uh, we're pulling from the worship genre. Uh, and it is a song by Rend Collective. They are, I will be honest, they're not my favorite, but they have really done a bang up job on this particular song and it has totally got my attention. Um, I found it while, uh, choosing, uh, worship material, worship songs for Sunday service. And this song, uh, is called Your Name is Power. And I just want to share the, the, uh, the music, uh, pretty darn good. Um, I will have to say, I'm going to give it at least a good solid A, if not an A plus. Us. And uh, lyrically, pretty awesome stuff. I'll share a few uh, lyrics here. You're the only answer to the darkness. You're the only right among the wrong. You're the only hope among the chaos. You're the voice that calls me on. Louder than every lie, our sword in every fight, the truth will chase away the night. Your name is power over darkness, freedom for the captives, mercy for the broken and the hopeless. Your name is faithful in the battle, glory in the struggle, mighty. It won't it won't let us down or fail us. Your name is power. Check it out, Ren Collective. Your name is power. 
Cool. You? Ready? Me. My song of the week is Dwell by Casey Corum. Uh, really cool song. Uh, it's very... A vineyard tune. Almost. Good stuff. Yeah. It's uh, The feeling I get from it is because uh, of the drums and it's very almost... Um, I hate to say tribal, but... <laughs> I did not catch that, but I get, I see where you're going. Kind of has that little bit of a thing to it. Um, anyway, uh, dwell in the midst of us, come and dwell in this place, dwell in the midst of us, come and have your way. Wipe all the tears from our faces. You can have your way. Come and change us. Come sustain us. Good tune. Simple song, but man, it's very, it's like a prayer. It's like, yeah. when we do that song, I, I feel like I'm praying more than I'm doing anything. You know, God, just come have your way here with us. Yeah. It's awesome. Good song. Yeah. So I'm going to go with a little bit of a throwback song. I'm going to go for some, for some old newsboys. I love me some newsboys. And there is a song called come and get it. Breakfast. Oh no! <laughs> Breakfast. <laughs> I totally love that song. It is hilarious. It is a. Uh, it, it is a song. It, it will just speak to the little kid in you. It's a very upbeat, fun, fast-paced song uh, with a bunch of uh, with a bunch of references to breakfast cereals. So I don't want to spoil it for you. Just go ahead and, and give it a try. Okay. Breakfast. I don't know. I, I, I've seen Newsboys live and, and I have literally seen as they're doing this song, people are holding up Captain Crunch yeah. cereal boxes. So I'll give you the chorus. It goes, when the toast is burned and all the milk has turned and Captain Crunch is wave and farewell. <laughs> When the big one finds you, may this song remind you that they don't serve breakfast in hell. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a fun song. Oh, my goodness. Just to remind you, you know, it, it starts off with like some dude who's like in the breakfast club, like a breakfast fiend, apparently loves breakfast cereal. I don't know. But they're just saying, hey, they don't serve breakfast in hell. So make sure you go to heaven. I don't know. Right on. Okay. Final fun stuff. Final, Final thought. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just having so much fun there with that song. I, I just was it, not ready to be serious. It kind of make me hungry for bacon and eggs, honestly. Today's thought comes from Matthew chapter 13, verses 44 through 46. And it says this, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and hid. And for, and for joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls, who when he found one pearl of great price went and sold all that he had and bought it and those two stories shared by Jesus he's basically saying you know if you knew just how awesome it is to have a relationship with God if you knew what your life is going to be like if you cross over the line of salvation if you could only imagine what your future in heaven would be like, you would literally sell everything that you owned. You would give up everything without even batting an eye. No matter who made fun of you, no matter who laughed, no matter who gave you a hard time, you'd do it because you 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 would know just how awesome uh, knowing God is. And the thing is, that's not just a parable. That's the honest truth. God, having a relationship with him is amazing. And I know I'm only scratching the surface personally because until we meet him face to face, we're never going to experience everything. But the more I know him, the longer I know him, the more I know that there's nothing on this earth worth hanging on to if it's going to cost us our relationship. So go 
spend whatever you got to spend. Burn up the time you got to burn up to seek him. Do whatever you got to do, but seize the opportunity while it's still here to know the Lord. Amen. Okay, folks. Well, that's the episode. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, if next time you go to church in a few days, uh, stop thinking about your day. Stop thinking about yesterday. Stop thinking about what your kids are doing next to you. Put your phone away. Put your phone away. <laughs> Get clear your thoughts. Listen to your pastor. Take notes. Double check what he's saying with the word. Amen. Apply what you're learning. Yeah, that too. Amen. If what he's saying aligns with the Bible, apply it. If what he's saying does not, question it. Talk to him. <laughs> That's right. And if you can't get results, maybe it's time to seek somebody who is speaking the truth. If, if he is speaking the truth, you've, you've found a good one. Stay with it and grow with it. Build relationships in it and get Pro to know tip. your Lord. Pro tip. If they're teaching from any book other than the Bible, that's a red flag. <laughs> a huge one. Good point. <laughs> All right. With that, say goodnight, Rick. Good night, Rick. Good night, Nate. Good night, Nate. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>